Welcome to Oklahoma Music Legends. I'm your host, Tommy Henshaw. There's an empty chair at the Tulsa and Oklahoma Music Roundtable. You see, we lost Steve Ripley to cancer earlier this month. Now, you may not know of Steve Ripley or be aware of his skill and his, his history, but I promise you will by the end of this episode. Please stand by for his story. Steve was born in Boise, Idaho, but as a young child, the family returned to the family's Oklahoma land-run homestead in Pawnee County, Oklahoma, where Steve attended Glencoe High School. Now, Steve played in bands all through junior high and high school. He graduated from Oklahoma State University with a degree in communications, but he discovered his love for recording in the 60s, recording in Gene Sullivan's Hi-Fi Studio in Oklahoma City. Now, this is the same venue where J.J. Kale, Russell, and David Gates made some of their very first recordings. Steve would open his first of several recording studios in Stillwater, aptly named Stillwater Sound. It is purported that Steve was known to stroll past a building and say, hey, that would make a good studio. It was in Stillwater where he and his band Moses would play at local clubs in and around town. In fact, the first known usage of the term red dirt to reference music was when his band named their record label Red Dirt Records for their self-published live album in 1972. Today, Steve is credited as one of the founders of the music genre called Red Dirt Music, emanating from and around Stillwater, which continues to inspire countless local Oklahoma Americana music makers. He is an inductee of the Red Dirt Hall of Fame. Ripley said in a music series he did for Oklahoma Public Radio called Oklahoma Rock and Roll, he recalled his earliest musical memory came in listening to his father singing along with the radio to Bob Will's tune, Roly Poly. He said his most impactful moment came listening to his Aunt Babe's radio when he was about six hearing Elvis singing Heartbreak Hotel. You know, by the way, Heartbreak Hotel was co-written by Oklahoman May Axton Boren. He said after seeing the Beatles on Ed Sullivan's show, nothing for him would ever be the same. Later, Steve moved to Nashville, where he got work as a songwriter, later landing a job as the live sound engineer for Leon Russell. In the late 70s, he moved back to Tulsa to work for Jim Halsey, where he produced critically acclaimed records for Roy Clark, Gatemouth Brown, and also for Johnny Lee Wills. Steve would then move to Los Angeles, where he would serve as studio engineer for Leon Russell's Paradise Records. Working with Leon on many projects, including those with J.J. Kale and Newgrass Revival, he played on two of J.J. Kale's albums. Now, legendary drummer, Tulsa native Jim Keltner, legendary drummer, Tulsa native Jim Keltner introduced Steve to one of his personal idols, Bob Dylan. Steve played guitar in the Dylan's band for the Shot of Love album and tour. In 2009, Rolling Stone interview Dylan did, he said of Steve that he was one of his favorite bandmates. Another friendship that emerged from the time he spent in Los Angeles was with legendary guitarist. Eddie Van Halen. The two forged a lifelong friendship. The two of them created a company, Ripley's Guitars. Now, this collaboration produced the world's first stereo guitar. The company produced specialty guitars for Van Halen, Ry Cooter, John Hyatt, Jimmy Buffett, and J.J. Kale, just to mention a few. Steve said he remembered sitting at the console for a George Harrison recording session when Ringo Starr sauntered up, sat down beside him, and asked him, Do you know how to run this thing? To which 
Steve answered, well, yeah, I guess I do. You know, it's what I do. In 1987, Steve and his family moved back to Tulsa, where he acquired the church recording studio, which had been owned by his friend and mentor, Leon Russell, back in the 70s. By the way, which is undergoing a major renovation at the hands of its new owners, Teresa Knox and family. At the church studio, he collaborated with Oklahoma artist Red Dirt Rangers, Hanson, Chainsaw Kittens, Admiral Twin, and Carlton Pearson, just to name a few. Steve also, along with the help from rock star drummer Jamie Oldacre, organized musicians from Tulsa to play on a demo for one of their Tulsa music maker buddies, Ronnie Dunn, who because of the success of that demo tape that Steve engineered at the church studio, Ronnie would get a chance to become 50% of what would later become the most successful music duo of all time, Brooks and Dunn. Steve was also an accomplished songwriter. In 1994, along with Tulsa musician pals, he would create the band named The Tractors. He would co-write or write all but one of the songs on their self-titled first album, sing, play guitar, and produce an album that would an album that would become platinum faster than any debut album in country music history, eventually achieving double platinum status, selling over two million albums. Oklahoman Tim Du Bois, who was at that time the head of Arista Records in Nashville, said he remembers dropping the demo tape into the machine. The first song he heard was Tulsa Shuffle, and he said, I was hooked. Their debut album garnered two Grammy nominations, won CMT Video of the Year for its smash single, Baby Likes to Rock It. Tim said it wasn't exactly country, but it was exactly great. Steve, along with his Tulsa music pals, made up this group who called themselves the Tractors. The entire album is so much fun. If you don't have one, find you one. Hook up YouTube and Baby Rock It. After several Tractor albums and a solo album, Steve decided he and the family longed for a simpler life. They sold their home in Tulsa, the church studio in Tulsa, and moved back to the family's land-run homestead in Pawnee County, Oklahoma, where he developed a guitar shop, recording studio, guest house for visiting musicians. This became the new Ripley headquarters, only known as The Farm. He continued to record music, including a collaboration with the Red Dirt Rangers titled Ripley and the Rangers. In 2007, he became associated with the Oklahoma Historical Society, where he created the aforementioned radio program. He was hired as the audio archivist to engineer a collection of unrealized Bob Wills recordings. When the OK Pop acquired the Leon Russell archive, Steve became the official curator of the Leon Russell collection. Through his illness, he carefully, carefully cleaned, stabilized, and digitized hundreds of Leon Russell songs. His last recording project was an epic composition written and recorded for his grandson, Mickey, titled Mickey and Grandpa, A Day in the Life. He blends a gently spoken word narrative with an unmistakably Ripley guitar presence, a beautifully sung chorus, and a musical bridge borrowed from one of his earliest musical heroes, the Beatles. Steve's music journey began in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and would take him on a world tour playing guitar. Before his journey was over, Steve's talents would show him to be a singer, songwriter, accomplished musician, studio engineer, inventor, and musical renaissance man, if you will. Uncle Steve, as he was lovingly known by local 
local musicians and the neighborhood homeless that he looked after around the church studio will be missed by all that knew him. I want to acknowledge both the Tulsa World's Kevin Pyle. I would like to acknowledge both the Tulsa World's Kevin Pyle and the biography the Tractors published on their website for parts of the information in this episode. I want to close with the phrase that Steve used to end every one of the 20 NPR recordings he produced for Oklahoma's rock and roll history. He said, don't forget, family is important. Tell your mama you love her. Kiss your babies. We're all in this together. Bye-bye, kids. Steve Ripley was only 69 years old. You've been listening to Oklahoma Music Legends. Please tell your friends they can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, and on Google Music Play. Selected stories are on our Oklahoma Music Legends YouTube channel. They're also on our website, oklahomamusiclegends.com. Check on our podcast link. You can see and choose from all of our podcasts there. While you're there, look at our ever-growing picture gallery. Please like our Oklahoma Music Legends Facebook page. For Oklahoma Music Legends, I'm Tommy Henshaw. Thanks for listening.